We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, hotties? Welcome back to another episode of Stay Hot. I'm Bladen Kirk, joined as always by my two favorite co-hosts of all time, Matthew Sponauer and Theo Ash. It is wildcard weekend. We are having an absolute blast, and we have a great episode planned for you all today because of it. But before we talk about all the games that have happened Saturday and Sunday, we're not going to be able to talk about the Monday game between the, the Cowboys and Bucks because we're recording on Sunday. But we will talk about it on our Tuesday Live. But before we get into the Saturday and Sunday games, Matt, Theo... How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. Crazy football week so far. (laughs) Crazy football week. And this was supposed to be the bad week. And it was still a crazy football week. So that just gets me more excited for the weeks to come. Because this was the third string week. The, you know, oh, Giants are playing. Like, who do they have kind of weekend? 49ers, Seahawks. Right, 49ers, Seahawks. Well, And that 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 was supposed to be... (laughs) That was supposed to. I mean, that game was still pretty good. Like for the worst, yeah, they game lost of, a handle on it week. towards the end. But it was it was interesting for a long time. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Like, I, I was. Seahawks played their heart out. I gotta get like. <laughs> I was moved. I, credit. <laughs> I was moved by all six of the games this weekend, and uh, yeah, great matchups on the horizon. So I well, can't ask five. for anything more. We haven't we haven't seen the sixth yet. The sixth. Could oh suck. yeah. The six could suck, but I don't think it will. I think I think this old takes expose me if I'm wrong, but that one does kind of des- seem destined to be like right somewhat close. Even though I do think I did go on my whole rant about how uh, I think the Buccaneers get overrated and the the Cowboys maybe a little underrated by the general public, but they, yeah. it kind of does seem like that could be a close one. But yeah, I. I am. I'm snowed in. There was another blizzard this, this uh, weekend. And yes, another blizzard. There was probably a foot of snow That's overnight. Crazy. A foot of snow overnight, and I was uh, so snowed in and and cozy today. Um, made some delicious sandwiches. Sandwiches. Um, what and, kind of sandwiches? Uh, 
got some had some steak on there had some Ooh, uh, cuts okay. cuts of steak had some provolone melted provolone and i put some barbecue sauce on there and it, was, it wasn't too much more than that just a big cholesterol filled <laughs> mess of a sandwich I'm, I'm questioning the sandwich a little bit you'll eat this but you hate jimmy john's it makes it makes no sense well my sandwich was warm it was warm and it wasn't like one of those jimmy john's man grow up no you can't they no, like you can't if i if i wanted to go to jimmy john's i live i live a foot away from a jimmy john's but i'd never step foot in that weirdo gas station if i wanted a jimmy john sandwich i would go to a gas station and get one out of the like refrigerator and the saran wrap there <laughs> for a quarter you could, of the you price could, you, could, you could you you could say this about subway or wherever i didn't go to subway i, I made my own <laughs> i put heart i put my heart and soul into you put grit you're not gonna get that. i put grit and toughness and there was a lot of dog in that sandwich but um anyway enough about my culinary me um, personally me personally i'm putting cheddar on it instead cheddar. of provolone but i think I cheddar like sharp on a steak cheese sandwich. i don't like sharp cheese very much the sharper the cheese that's the less i like it that's fair but, I, mean, I, I like provolone I, there's it would have been fine though. cheese yeah like most fine. cheeses cheese is cheese is cheese matt you don't have any Monster's my favorite. <laughs> Monster's your favorite. Yeah. Matt, did it snow? You're still in Columbus, right? Yes. It did it snow there a little because bit. Because I, I, I was like, I was talking to Sophia, and apparently they got a ton of snow over where she lives, which is like eastern Ohio. But we didn't get see, any snow here any in Oxford. We didn't get any snow here in Oxford or Cincinnati. On the broadcast, um, I didn't see any snow, so yeah. So I was wondering if you, so. I wondering if any snow uh, in, came through in Columbus, but yeah, okay. Let's talk about some football. First game, the most exciting one from yesterday: Jags Chargers. Good lord, <laughs> <laughs> dude! You what? just, we just, <laughs> there, you there, just there, have to laugh. There's just you like it's never gonna work out for Herbert. It never ever in his whole life. It's I'm sorry, guys. It's it's not it's not, no, it's the Chargers, bro. The Chargers are just cursed. This happens to them all the time. It's, this is like this is like Ladanian Tomlinson le- eras of cursed. Like it goes back that far. Did you see the passing chart of Justin Herbert's <laughs> from this game? Dude, it is hilarious, man. They've got like that like perfect semicircle all around him, <laughs> two yards in front of his face. That is a completely unserious team built by pro football focus that cannot run the ball <laughs> and thinks they're playing football in, in 2038 or whatever. Sorry, man. Dude, the Herbert narratives... It, it honestly, it shouldn't have taken me by surprise after the game, but it did. It still did because the whole game, my timeline's not slandering Herbert. No one is like, oh my God, oh my God, he's losing it. He's losing. Like that was right. never the, the narrative mm-hmm. on the timeline. I'm watching him and, you know, they picked up over 36 yards per drive in that second half. You know where that would have ranked this year? It would have ranked like fifth, right? They were, they were moving the ball down the field. They were getting into opponent territory. They missed the field goal. I think they, they kicked a field goal and then yeah, there they, was a three and out at the very end. But overall, like they were moving the ball and I was like, you know, whatever Herbert's playing fine, not like super great, but not super bad. And then, but the main thing I was mad about is the rushing game. Yep. Do you know whose job it is to salt the lead away when you are up 27 to zero? Do you know what unit that falls on? 
most the of the running time. backs and in this the case, running Austin game <laughs> and the offensive line. It like. falls on the running game to do that. If you need your quarterback to do that, the quarterback, that's the other thing I said on TikTok is like Herbert is carrying this team and they're like, no, he's not carrying. He's not carrying, bro. They were up 27-0 and they still put everything into his hands. They yeah. rushed for negative three yards <laughs> after going up 27-0. They tried an end around that lost 10 and then there was a 13-yard Herbert scramble, which I'm not counting because it was a passing play. On these designed runs, they wasn't up- wasn't that wasn't that scramble the longest run the Chargers? Oh had? yes, I'm sure. Oh yes, <laughs> it was. It was the longest run the Chargers had by probably a decent amount. It was like one yard, one yard, negative two, negative three, four yards, three yards, one yard, and it in with a negative of ten yard end around negative three yards rushing. You couldn't get in above zero. Trying to salt the game away up twenty seven nothing. You couldn't. You couldn't rush for a single fucking yard. <laughs> Just handing it off, not one. You're stopping the clock every time there's an incomplete pass, which there's always bound to be, right? It, it's. It's just not a sustainable, and they have no deep shots, right? They're, because there is right. Mike Williams. He got played in a meaningless game and broke his fucking back, which the Chargers <laughs> doctors initially missed when they looked at him, and they then they said he's doctors. good to go. They do. They, they do, do have bad doctors. doctors. We've talked about doctors. They have bad doctors. This is. They, they were yes. like, no, he's good. He's good. And then, they checked him out, and they said he was good, and then they're like, actually, no, he fractured his back. Uh, <laughs> What is Jesus this team, dude? <laughs> Literally. And if, bro, Chargers fans, I'm so and then they're sorry, like, Herbert, bro. It's like, okay, could did Herbert play like the greatest game of his life? No, but he played like, you know how many games I've seen Tom Brady win where he plays literally exactly like Herbert did? Just, uh, tonight, like minutes ago, yeah. Joe Burrow just finished a game where he played like the exact same caliber game that Herbert did. There was nothing down mm-hmm. the field at all and there was no running game and burrow played great like burrow played a fine game there just wasn't anything there and they forced him to live in this intermediate world and the offense put up 17 points the entire game right it but they win because like they're not the the built on an indian burial ground chargers (laughs) and like he's got the he's got i don't know it's just it these games they they were also playing the tyler huntley ravens with that's really (laughs) with no with like no meaningful passing attack well on defense like it 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 is that doesn't matter that tyler huntley is playing but like again burrow played great like i'm saying i'm saying like i don't want to say like burrow played there's this was like such a 60th percentile quarterback performance from from Herbert. Like that caliber of game happens a million times in wins around the league and throughout league history, right? It just it just wasn't right. to be. It just wasn't to be. And and they can't run the football. It's just all him. I think Ben Solak made a great point weeks ago where where if everything goes right for the Dolphins on a passing play, that like it's a touchdown to Tyree kill on a post route. If everything goes right, they block it up, they scheme it up. Everything goes right. That's what happens. The Eagles, right? It, it's probably a running play that, that bursts for 70 yards or, you know, a deep shot to AJ Brown down the field when everything goes perfectly, when everything goes perfectly for the chargers, they get Keenan Allen settling in a zone <laughs> seven yards down the field and Herbert <laughs> hits it. Like that's, that's as good as it can get. And they force them to go on these long drives, like throwing the ball through the air 
being perfect all the time, dinking and dunking his way to into the red zone and scoring touchdowns. And that's what they ask him to do. And it's hard to be perfect living in that world. And he wasn't absolutely perfect. There was a miss throw to Keenan Allen. Like that was certainly a miss. But I'll tell you that, like I'll have to watch the film. It, it just wasn't a, a horrible performance and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like anyone, anyone, I'm begging people to like no ball and and <laughs> assign credit and blame to the proper areas are here. Begging like, you to no ball. <laughs> I, man, it, I, I have a, yeah. And, and I think it's an interesting week for quarterback dialogue around, around the league. You really like, oh, no, it, it, it just, it, it just, yeah. I mean, we'll get to it when we get to it, but the Allen Daniel performance Jones is a big and, one. And honestly, genuinely very much changes my opinion on him. I think he, okay. I think he played, I think we'll get to it when we get to it but we'll I, get I was to, not okay super. we'll get to it but let's we'll, talk we'll about the jaguars to- let's talk about the jaguars here yes, the team and that won. maybe staley maybe staley this is maybe a hot take but i'm in favor of keeping staley i am actually in favor of keeping staley why i am not in favor of keeping joe lombardi joe lombardi should have been fired it mid season, he, like, can he get should have been gone a long time. Ago. A big, he can get a cannon ball can fire him <laughs> into the Pacific Ocean. Okay, but right. Staley, here's what I think. I think Staley has good game plans. I think that he's a good defensive play caller. I do, I do, I do, I do, and I, I, I like that he's aggressive on fourth downs. I do. I know we've given him some shit. I know on prime time it always worked out horribly for him last year, but I, I do like that in a coach. I think when they lost Joey Bosa this year, he turned up blitzes. They were actually blitzing at a pretty high rate this season, which is not his forte, right? It's not his forte to blitz. But they they would dial it up after Joey Bosa got hurt and they couldn't get pressure with four. He, he started designing some creative blitz packages. Do you think like Donatell in, in Minnesota, who runs that same Fangio stuff, could just kind of reinvent himself on the fly like that? No. Nope. No. Probably it's a too high and he lives in this too high world, right? He's he's one of the found the Mount Rushmore Fangio guys right now, right? To too high guy, one of the one of the biggest reasons that's that's sweeping the league right now is him. And against like Trevor Lawrence, he came out in that one high structure again, like changing his philosophy on the fly, right? Disguising these coverages, taking away the middle of the field, right? Which is what where Kirk is, it's where Ingram is, and it's a large part of the reason why Herbert was or not Herbert uh, Lawrence was flustered in the first half and threw those picks. Like I think that he is right. a good defensive play caller i do i do i do now he makes some boneheaded decisions like playing like mike williams week 18 but let me ask you guys this do you ever think he'll do that again do you think he'll ever play his starters in a meaningless game ever again Uh, you know i don't know he tried to defend it in the post game maybe i don't think there's maybe some truth to that i don't know if, if everything rides on playing your starters at the wrong time but it's, it's, I think for people, that's maybe less about like, oh, he's going to keep doing this because he's, you know, evil and working against the team and more so like <laughs> that sort of, you know, those type of decisions need to be layups. And when you mess that up and then he gets hurt and you're, it's like, it's just a bad look overall. So oh, I think I people it. just, I think people it's, maybe it's are questioning more fireable. so his, his overall yeah. decision making rather than like that in particular decision happening again. I, I agree, but I think I think a lot of his coaching mistakes can be fixed with age. I think as he gets more experience, I think that he can nail down these kind of silly, 
stupid things that he's got. I don't think that, cause I think he could be a generational defensive coordinator somewhere. He already was that. Like, I think he could go somewhere, be a killer defensive, defensive coordinator. And I think, I, I think I would give him another shot for another year. The offense, no, the offense was too poorly designed, but if you put this defense and this defensive play caller with a good offensive play caller, if you can get that, I, I still believe, I still believe a little bit. And I look around the, with this season, and I think one of the keys of the season, or one of the main storylines this season, is development of of players that a lot of people wrote off. Tua, including us, Tua, Jalen Hurts, Geno Smith, um, right. who else? Uh, Trevor Lawrence Daniel developed Jones in a big way. Extent. Daniel Jones is the other one I'm thinking yeah. of. Right, there are guys who everyone wanted fired and or shoot, just the Giants receivers. <laughs> everyone, like right, and and a lot of there was a lot of Evan Ingram. There was a lot of development this year. It it, it it warmed my cold, dead heart a little bit to see guys that people wrote off and slandered actually grow a little bit this year. Not everyone, but some. Right. And I, I just think if you give someone enough time, they can smooth out some of the kinks in there. But this is, again, not talking about the Jaguars. I'm sorry to just <laughs> – sorry, Jaguars fans. But uh, we'll talk about them eventually. But well, I, would, I, I, I don't know where you guys I, fall on that, but that's my – that is my I, – I keep Staley – I, I will um, I will say mentality. this much when when you talk about guys developing this season, uh, in, the common trope is like, oh, look at how X quarterback elevates the talent around him. But I think a lot of time that does fall on coaching. And we'll talk about the Giants and how Dable did you know a lot of those things with with the Giants receivers. Theo, I know you in particular, you have you know some really good points on that. Um, but you look at the Chargers, and I don't think the Chargers are really being maximized in the same way that, and maybe, and maybe that does just fall on Lombardi more so than Staley. But the, the thing that really scares me is like, bro, you have a quarterback with a generational arm. I mean, you should be lighting up. You should have a top three, top five offense constantly. There should never be any doubt. And, and it's just concerning that they don't get the best out of them. My bigger question for them is even if you go get another offensive coordinator who's willing to play the deep shot a little bit more, and obviously you'll get Mike Williams back. I just don't love their receivers to create yeah. a bunch of explosives regardless. Mike Williams is cool, but you you know, with him, it's like you either got to trust him on a play or not. That's how you create explosives. It's not that he's getting open. It's that you're just trusting him. So, But, but they, is, they have is the... A, Okay. Is a front office that has invested so much in their current receivers going to be able and going to be willing to invest further in the wide receiver position? Because they need to. They absolutely must. And it's not a good year to need to do that. True. Uh, the, only, the only thing is, I he's had some pretty explosive offensive outings with this same receiving core in previous years. It was really just this year, I feel like, where it, came back to bite them. I mean, he had what, 5,000 yards a year ago. That's true. I'm not sure Allen is, is what he once was to be completely honest that, with you. Yeah. And I, I, I think that especially with the injury proneness of both Allen and Williams, if you're just rolling into next year, like these are going to be our two guys. We're just going to have a more, you know, a more explosive play caller. And that's going to be our only change. We don't need to invest anything more in receiver. I think that's, I think that's not going to work. So I, I, I think my bigger concern with the Chargers is less the coaching and more so I wonder if they've committed 
to some roster decisions that are bad and make it very hard for them to hit that Super Bowl level now. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to, I mean, Herbert, who knows how much longer he has on a rookie deal. Will he play next year for no money? Like to not get any playoff wins out of this rookie contract and be handing out, you know, big contracts and and big offseason additions this offseason to come away with nothing is, that hurts. It really hurts. Yeah, it's bad. But, you know, firing, I don't know if firing Staley helps with that. I agree. I I agree. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. Like, there's, there's, it's no, there's not a one quick fix right now, but uh, staying healthy and you know a, a good draft could certainly go a long way. And I could also probably it's, it's also not really a great off season to need a coach. Uh, if I could get that's, Harbaugh or Peyton, if I didn't have to give up first for Peyton, which I guess obviously you do, but Peyton makes Harbaugh, no sense. Think about it. You well, first Peyton of all, you have to no give up a pick. That. You have to give up a first round pick to get Peyton. Yeah. Yeah, and the Chargers, uh, there was a great thread. I can't remember the name of the reporter who made it, which is unfortunate because he did a great job. But he worked with the the um, Chargers for a long time, and he made the point that they've picked in the first round like 23 straight yeah, drafts actually, or something like that. Yeah, actually, I saw like that, that thread. Yeah, yeah. Th- and that's why I'm saying it's like... If Plus, there was- Lombardi comes from the Peyton tree. That's the other thing. It's like, if you want this like stronger running game and you want, and you're, you're sick of That's these true. routes That's where true. it's like dink and dunking like down the field, like Sean Payton right. is that, but he's like a lot better, I think, at coaching his, his like the actual scheme, but it's the well, same well, scheme. It's- I think he's better at implementing it maybe, but again, and maybe he could, he could adjust better than Lombardi could with a different quarterback. Like that, I guess wouldn't surprise me. That would be my guess because you also have to remember that. What was that Drew Brees stat towards the end of his career where it was like, he has not hit a a pass 35 plus air yards for several years towards the end of his career while he was still playing serious football. So I wonder how much he wants to do that versus it was the quarterback that he had and it was just better with Brees, but there's no way for us to know, really. Right. Jim Trotter was the name of the of the reporter. So if you want to read a really good thread on why Peyton is probably not going there, that's a that's a good one. But anyway, let's talk about the Jaguars. Yeah, we, who actually, we just spent 20 minutes talking about about the, char- the Chargers. I think there's the most to say about him. But look, the Jaguars. I mean, Herbert deserves a lot of credit. Or not Herbert. Jesus Christ, uh, Lawrence <laughs> deserves a lot of credit for you know having a slow pulse and. You know, not freaking out and keeping yeah. his composure and 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 being able to turn around in the second half. That's that's a big takeaway. And um, Doug Peterson is one of the best in our in our game. That's another yep. thing. He is yeah. yep. he is just really 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 good at this. And he was in Philadelphia until Wentz forgot all of his mechanics, and um, <laughs> he is now. I mean, he is just he's going to be around for a long time. And I don't think Lawrence is going to do what I think his stint in Jacksonville is going to be much, 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 much longer than his stint in Philadelphia was. I I think that he is just incredible. The decisions and the play calling, it is all the, the The, motivation to get them up at halftime and win the game. Like it's, it's, that that was my, I, I would love to have been in that locker room. Good lord! I bet you it was Whatever very he, calm. I bet you it was I, like I with Lawrence. Oh no, I I, I agree. No, yeah. I, but I just I just can imagine like you you can be calm and still light a fire. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's uh I just I can only imagine. Like, yeah. I just get chills thinking about it. But like even like the fourth down call. I mean that was brilliant. 
and you talk about Ben Sol- Ben Solak made a post about how the fourth down call was basically a, cu- a cut and paste of a call they made earlier in the season when they played the Chargers and they just picked on Asante Samuel. <laughs> They're like, yeah, you're too small. <laughs> we don't think you can make a tackle in open field. And yeah, we were man. right. Terrible Twice. player who played a terrible game. <laughs> um, yeah. I, and the defense too, I, I think like, again, they, the, the negative three, rushing mm-hmm. yards when they after the 27-0 thing like they deserve that, a lot of you know? credit for that as well i mean they would play in base and um the chargers didn't even want to test them when they did that when they when they had that heavy personnel and they had one-on-ones across the board they've just got monsters on that line yeah. and the chargers like they didn't even want to try it it doesn't, right? it doesn't take we much to scare the chargers out of running it doesn't take much, take much <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much but uh oh, yeah man. and um you know, they, they didn't allow any of those deep shots down the field. Like I get that the chargers don't have the personnel to do that, but they were, they were solid on the back end and didn't allow any rushing. And, um, you, you, there's, there's just not much more to say. They've got a bunch of, and, it, and they can do the same thing to the chiefs, right? Cause the chiefs, you remember what happened last year against the Bengals, like they, the, the Bengals started dropping eight and dropping mm-hmm. all these guys yeah. and the, the chiefs just wouldn't run on, run it. And they made them one dimensional and they won the game. Like that, that's a formula that the, that the Jaguars can follow, right? Is, is really shut down that chiefs rushing attack as well. And the interior of the chiefs offensive line is way better than the interior of the chargers offensive line, but still, like that's that's a very good thing to have it doesn't matter like run defense oh no one wants to run it why are you running on first down da 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 da, all this stuff it doesn't matter until it it does and and when it does it it can come back and bite you quickly i mean it feels it feels like every afc team could have like run the all the afc powerhouses the chiefs and the bengals and the um the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills, like they all maybe could could be a little bit more consistent running the football and can all get scared out of that a little bit too easily. And the Bengals so, are the best at it. So <laughs> yeah, the Bengals are definitely the best at it out of those three, I think, over this. But it, they weren't tonight. They weren't tonight, and they yeah. almost lost. So it's it's something that can in the playoffs. Like if you can make a team one dimensional, you can. All it takes yeah, is a couple absolutely. turnovers. All it takes is a couple turnovers. Mahomes. You know, I, I wouldn't the say Jags he's being willing, super prone to them, but he is. It's possible. You can get him out of them. The fact that the Jags were down 27 and still ran the ball 21 times. That like. How much I, of that was I, after I they went down? I I mean, Travis Etienne had 20 carries, 109 yards. Yeah, yeah, no, they. I, I don't quite remember exactly when in the game it happened, but it's pretty. Did they, they probably did they rush it more than the Chargers did? Because that's again pretty um, another pretty damning <laughs> stat. Just, well, have. it depends. Do you do you, if you count Justin Herbert? If you take out quarterback runs, they ran the ball the exact same number of times. Like with their Still running backs, damning. they ran the exact same number of times. Uh, with quarterback runs, the Chargers ran it twice more but they still had like half as many yards. Yeah. And you trust Peterson's play calling, right? You saw the Bengals just lot, like, I don't know what the hell Har- Harbaugh was thinking at the end of this one. Just like, uh, I don't know if he thought his timeouts rolled over into next week or like that outside run when you're trying to get down the field, that you're a holding penalty that lost the game for them. Yeah. Like Peterson's not doing any of that dumb shit. Okay. So like, that's another th- advantage they have. So I, I think they're very dangerous. Like, Again, I, I, we've talked about the 
Christian Kirk in that receiving core. Like Evan Ingram's a real weapon. Like he is a yeah. very, very real weapon. And one of the Ingram's top been ends, a pleasant surprise. He's one year. of the top tight ends in the whole league. And Kirk, you know, Kirk is good and Zay Jones, like they all have their moments. It's a good, it's a, it's a pretty well-rounded team. I, think, I, I, I don't want to say I, they're I've, great or anything, but they, they I can think they're out, win. Their outside receivers but, getting better next year will be awesome. And I'm on someone mentioned to me that they should trade for Hopkins. And honestly, dude, I would be so down for them to do that. <laughs> I'd be down too. they'd be paying be their crazy. receivers so fucking much Who money between cares? Ridley. It's worth it. They'd be, they'd be stupid. They'd be so I'm good. on team. It's worth it, man. But that's neither here nor there. It's all, it's kind of funny for the Jaguars. Cause it's like, it almost feels like they're not playing next week to me. And it's like, this is it. And it's like, they won their game. Awesome. And they're going to be, have a sweet off season. It's going to be dope next it's year. Like they won yeah. a bowl game. Like yeah, they won the that's bowl what game. It feels that's like. it. I don't know if yeah. that's dumb, no. but that's how it feels to me. Where it's like, yeah. okay. I think but they no, could I use Hopkins mean, though. I, I remember when I was doing my Hopkins video on the all 22, I thought about maybe giving them the Jaguars at the end. Again, I looked up their contested catch numbers and it's pretty bad, honestly. Like they don't have, and Ridley, getting Ridley is not going to help that either. Like Ridley's not a great contested catch artist. Their best one is Marvin Jones and he's almost certainly gone next year, whether that be retiring or, or free right. agency. So they could definitely use a contested catch ball winner. I just don't see any NFL team just spending, you know, huge on three receipt like oh, Ridley, be hilarious though yeah Ridley, I, I mean, Kirk I, and like I, I just don't see a team they can make it work though but I mean, that would, I mean that would like, work. everyone else is like on a rookie deal basically <laughs> like well just Lawrence like, really I mean Lawrence they've, they've, and, and ETN I guess and they've got Walker ETN but, and Trayvon yeah Campbell but it, you, I, I know that they're they're not, they're not gonna do this they're not gonna <laughs> they're still not spending that much on a wide receiving core but um I had another point to make about this, but I forgot. So you'll just have to imagine how he, salient, he for gore. salient and awesome it was. But uh, yeah. Do you want to just go to the next remember. game? I hate that. Let's go to we the next game. That. Punt on your that. point here, man. But yeah. <laughs> 49ers Seahawks. This, bro, this game got away from the Seahawks, like you mentioned earlier, Theo, towards the end. But they put up a fight. And I'm proud of them for it. I, I thought that. I, <laughs> The the defense played well in the first half. Like I get that there were some bad things that that happened to them. Uh, the long run by Debo and the long run by Christian McCaffrey. Oh, their McCaffrey. linebackers Tanner Muse and Cody Barton got totally washed out by like oh, Hughes checking company. They needed. They needed and there was Brooks that sixty so yard run. But I what I really did like from from their interior of the defensive line was Shelby Harris and and there was a couple other guys uh, Woods and whatnot. They were they were legitimately winning their one on ones in the mm-hmm. in the interior. Right, they were getting it's been the pushed. 49ers' weakness all year, and it's a weakness for them. And DK, I thought Gino played a fantastic game. I thought Gino balled out. He was getting rid of the ball f- quickly, extremely accurately. Uh, I thought he had some pretty good pocket movement where he would scramble or, or step up and and buy himself a little bit of time or pick up some yards scrambling. That first touchdown to DK was money. And honestly, the second one would have been two, but I think DK got held a little bit by uh, Ward, who had a really <laughs> rough game. Uh, really rough game. <laughs> I mean, you're you're up against D, like what are you, what are you gonna do, dog? Yeah. He's like six four, two forty. Like I'm gonna be yeah, really cover him better. Your cornerback, I guess, you dog. Know, I guess. He runs like a four three. <laughs> like what are you supposed no, to DK do? DK certainly good, but uh, I thought I thought Gino played a really good game, and, and it just gives him you a little bit of confidence. I 
it seems, and it, I would 100% be shocked if anything else happens, that they'll bring him back. But it's good to kind of end on a very good performance against uh, a, a, an extremely good defense. And I know he had that one pick, but outside of that, I thought he was, yeah. you know, I think turnovers get a little bit overrated in the league sometimes. Like one can just completely ruin everybody's perception on a game. But overall, I thought he... I thought he really played well, um, and they were able to run the football on the front too. Like I thought, Kenneth Walker for the most part was getting some positive plays, but that that sack, that sack fumble after their center went out, and their that those that stunt, that game just totally shredded mm-hmm. everything, and and then the yeah. game just kind of broke open. And I think it was the next drive they had all those penalties and got put in like that second and thirty situation, <laughs> and it was just after that like. Debo and Ayuk broke the game and yeah. Purdy, which we'll talk they kinda, about. They kind of had to play their perfect game. And I thought the the lack of, of line, I forget, there was some linebacker out there for the Seahawks who was just... Brooks. Muse number, it was either 56, both of them played bad. Barton has been all right this year, but Barton, I thought, had a really rough game, 57, and and Muse is like and when, barely played in his career. So, And when you get all of this blocking talent that the 49ers have going to the outside... It's and then you know you're doing all this stuff where you don't know what direction things are going. You don't know who can take the handoff because they've just got so many guys. It puts a lot of pressure on those linebackers to be, you know, top tier, and they they just weren't today. Although I'll say this about that Christian McCaffrey run, legitimately changes my whole perspective on that on yards over expected. That's a total garbage stat. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, a garbage that was stat. Not a- I've trusted that my whole life. Ever since I've seen it, I've been like, <laughs> oh my god, and they're like. This was supposed to get seven yards, and you you tweeted out that it's like, oh yeah, the, the average for, American for, for the average American, <laughs> literally. What running back is getting seven yards on that play? None of yeah, them, bro. Tra- Travis Homer's taking that to the house. Oh like, man, my Aaron Jones uh, take got so fried after that game. It's like Aaron Jones. It's like, oh, that's I swear to God, he could pick up. <laughs> I swear, Chuba to God, Hubbard's taking that to the house. Seven yards on that on that carry. I'm afraid. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I oh, that was uh, that stat can get a little, and and I think a lot of the tracking data too is can get a out of whack. Like receiver separation, like people will use that stat sometimes, and you'll go to the top of receiver separation on next gen stats, and the top ones are all slot receivers and tight ends. Why would that be? Because they're the ones who you know catch fl- passes in the flat without anyone within seven yards of them because they're all covering downfield. Like it just doesn't, it's, it doesn't matter. So a lot of the player tracking stats could, uh, could use some work. So, but yeah, that was, um, the other thing is, is, I mean, maybe the big story from this game is, is Brock Purdy, who he put up good numbers. So there's no winning this battle, but I was incredibly, incredibly unimpressed. I will give him credit for that throw to Brandon Ayuk. Shout out to him yep. running around and figuring that out. Yeah. But I mean, we're, we're, Jimmy we're G is not point. doing that one. That is no. Nope, I'll, I'll sure. give him. I'll give him that. And what what frustrates me about it from just a narrative standpoint is like, I, I see people being like, "Oh, you know, he's just like Tom Brady." You know, I'll see Schefter tweet something about that, and I'll see, uh, "Oh, he had the best statistical game of any quarterback in in the wild card round." Okay, but then when I I come in and I'm like, "This guy had an incredibly mediocre game." People will be like, well, you have to remember he's a seventh round pick. Well, okay. Right. Is is he good? And I can can I judge him on the standards of like you're trying to win the Super Bowl, or is he a seventh round pick and awful? 
and I can't judge him on those standards. What I saw, he had a lot of mediocre bad passes. I think he held onto the ball way too long sometimes. And and the, the a lot of the strongest plays in the passing offense are, are just guys getting wide open and him hitting that. And I'll give him credit. There are some seventh round picks who absolutely cannot do what he does. There is a world where it's like who who came in for the Jets this year when Wilson went down in that one game where it's just a like reveler. Strevler, okay. <laughs> There's guys who like they come in and they just like no no offense to this guy, but it's like you saw that pass he had. It's like okay, he's a this tight guy end. really he's he's a yeah, tight he's, end. He's like right. he's not <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not NFL caliber not at all. NFL. That's yeah. not true for Purdy. Right. And for a guy who was picked last, he yes, him being NFL caliber to some extent is impressive, and he is. But no, I'm I'm not sitting there, you know, watching him throw this pass like seven yards too far inside and his receiver come inside and, and still get it and be like, wow, what a pass by him. I'm not, not doing you watch sub to eat. That was crazy. That throw to Juwan, Gen- Juwan Jennings. First of all, amazing play design. I mean, there's just no way a corner doesn't think run with the way that play started. I mean, it, everyone, they sold blocking. I would have bitten on it. Any of us would have bitten on it. Juwan Jennings opened down the sideline. And I mean, he's lucky if this was any year before, say, 2012. Yes. Uh, Juwan Jennings has not woken up in, from if the Cam hospital. If Cam was still on the Seahawks, that would have been a very bad time. It would have been very bad. You would have gotten that re, that re um, a repeat of that Vernon Davis hit from a, a couple years yeah. back where he got absolutely <laughs> obliterated. Like That throw was such a hospital ball so far, but he completed it. And I saw a, t- t- saw a real human person screen recorded that and posted on Twitter. What a throw, Brock Purdy. It's like, and, and after the game, like we all, it's so frustrating because it's like after the game, the whole game, my timeline, and they're right, is like, Purdy, dude, you threw that 10 yards over his head. Purdy, man, you missed Debo. Mm-hmm. He was wide open yes. and you threw it in the, and it's like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And like everyone is like, oh, come on. You threw it. But then as soon as the game's and, over. But then the game but ends the, and they look the at the box, box score, score and then drops and it's, then over. Like, well, it's over. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> well, wait a minute. He played a great game. How? And it's. How like, bad if 300 yards and three touchdowns? <laughs> right. And, and, and again, and I, I made my, my, my thing after the game, my like r- takeaways from the game. And it's like, I, I, I criticized the interior of the line where the, like they were, there's, you can create some push. You can win these one-on-ones in the interior, right? Of the, and all the 49ers fa- our fans are like, oh yeah, you know, that's true. And then I'm like, well, you know, their secondary has allowed a couple deep shots. Like all, they've allowed deep passes all year. And, and Ward, like this was no different. Ward was getting picked on. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's what was on film. And it's like, well, and, you know, Purdy got ba- He probably could have thrown three. He was lucky to escape that game without some bad picks. And they're like, whoa, what? whoa, whoa. <laughs> you only showed the bad play. You and it's like it's, it's the quarterback. Like people lose their fucking mind. Like no other position. Could I say dick riding is could crazy. I say like, oh, you know, they could have this wasn't a group. And again, at the end, I said you could there's two takeaways from this 49ers performance. They they didn't play their best game and they still won by twenty. This is the best team in the league and they're going to win the Super Bowl. That is certainly a way that you can take this performance. Like they didn't even they got a little bit lucky in this game. There was some like Ward and and Purdy and, right. and the interior. Like they didn't play their absolute best game and they still blew them out. Like this could like you right. could just look at that and say they'll play better and they'll just blow out every team they play. Or you could look at it and say this team does have some flaws that could get exposed as they play continually tougher teams. Like those are two perfectly valid ways 
to look at this game. You can look at it either way, but people are like, no, you can't. You have to look at it as it was the the first way. You have to. Otherwise, you're biased and you hate the 49ers. It's like, Doug, I do not hate the 49ers. <laughs> I, hate I, I, I really love getting I if, any, if anyone, I, I think I think you might hate the If anyone did on this podcast, it would be you, Theo. Because of the, all the Packers losses? Look, they beat yes. us fair and square, man. Look, <laughs> I, I do not have... If the 49ers are the ones lifting the trophy, and I don't care. I don't care. The big scary thing for for me with Purdy is the running backwards in the pocket or running backwards out of the pocket. I guess it's just like an absolute fear to step up into the pocket to deliver a throw. He did it a couple of times. The touchdown to McCaffrey was great. He stepped up, flipped it out to McCaffrey and it was a touchdown. And you would think that it would click in your head. Like, huh? If I had ran backwards, I wouldn't have gotten a touchdown on that play. I think it's easier but, said than done. I agree. It's a problem. I, yeah, I, I know. I know. But it's, it's, he's it's, not, he's not like, I think running 10 yards backwards in a big loop is, is better. And he's looking on film and he's being like, <laughs> mm, yes, yes. I'm glad I did this. <laughs> it's probably just, it's really hard to step yeah, up. It, 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 yeah. It's a bad habit. Seventh round pick stuff like that. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff where like, you know, the Eagles aren't going to let you get away with that as much. The, uh, yeah. They can the win it all, though. I, I feel like that. I just, and I feel bad because I feel like I've rained on this 49ers parade too much because just as like a counterculture to everybody being like, Purdy should be there, like they should cut Lance, like no chance he should be the starter. So there's always like, like my takeaway is like, well, if Purdy can do this, like Lance probably can. And I know that he did play great against the Bears. But again, like that was week one in a, a huge monsoon. rainstorm and like I, right. I just feel like he deserves like a real shot at this thing, considering all the picks they gave up and and some of the flashes he's had. But anyway, I feel like because yeah. of that, I, I haven't said enough positive things about the 49ers. But like Ayuk is special, dude. Ayuk is a really, really good player. I know he had the drop, and it would have been sick if Purdy completed it. But I mean, he just moved. Like again, we look. You look for people who move different. The the 49ers have five of those guys at all of their skill position groups, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. And if they're not like, if they have good eyes on the back end, like their front seven is just so good that it, it, it doesn't like you, you really can't do much. It it all kind of comes down to like, if you can hit your deep shots on that defense and if you can't, and they went one for two, you're going to lose the game, right? If you, you got to hit them all basically. So like, they are an amazing team. And I, I think like, can they beat the Eagles? I think the Eagles are the most complete team top to bottom in the league. I think they'll win the Super Bowl, but like, are the 49ers damn close? And like, are they more well-rounded than like offensively and defensively when it comes to like number one, they have like the number one pass rush and they have right. uh, a real running game. Like, could they beat any of the top teams in the AFC? I totally think that they can do that. So I, I, I don't want to be so ne- like a, such a negative Nelly against the, for the 49ers. And I know that I've my, my Aaron Jones take and, and with the Proc Purdy take is understandably rubbed a lot of 49ers fans the wrong way and made them think I'm a total hater of the team, but I'm not, I think they've got a really high ceiling. I just, I prefer the Eagles when it comes down to it. Um, I do think this team has got some flaws that can be capitalized on as every team does, but I think the Eagles has, have a little bit less, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, you know, a 20 point win. And there's obviously a lot of good whenever you win by 20 points in the playoffs. And there was a lot of good, especially from the skill position talent. And, um, yeah, that's, well, let's hop into the first game from today. Bills, Dolphins. 
a game that we did not expect to be close at all with Skylar Thompson starting at quarterback. But the Dolphins kept it close. Mm-hmm. Bills only ended up winning by three. Matt, you wanted to talk about Josh Allen. We've been talking, okay, Josh Allen, so they blitzed a whole ton, you know, but he didn't scramble. That is not an excuse for a lot of the throws that he made. I'm sorry, man. And I I love Josh Allen. I love Josh Allen. But it's like you need when your team needs to put a, a drive together, starting off first and ten unserious go ball on a on a play that didn't need it. <laughs> second and ten unserious go ball on a on a play that didn't need it. That's weak. That's incredibly weak. He's not trying, you know, and he, it's not that he can't like sit in the pocket and pick teams apart, but it's just, we saw the, week one, the, man. And we haven't seen it since we haven't week one. He was getting the ball out in like 2.5 seconds, pinpoint accuracy, yeah. like, like everywhere. And he mm-hmm. hit a couple deep shots and it's like, mm-hmm. well, then he's the best quarterback ever. And he just, just won't do it. He but just he, won't we haven't do it with any consistency. Then. And I have, I have no idea what the hell his problem is. And I've been defending him all season. It's like, sometimes quarterbacks have bad games. Sometimes blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay, well, dude, now it's the playoffs. There's no like, maybe yeah. you just don't care, which even if you didn't care in the regular season, buddy, that's not a good excuse. But OK, there's no like off game. Cra- like you have to be you have to be putting it together. You're playing. You, thank God they're playing a Dolphins team that had a quarterback who, God bless them, had no chance of winning this game. Basically, and if, 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 if they had been playing any other starting quarterback in the NFL or probably 50 other guys in that spot, the Bills did not it would have been out in the wild card after everything they did. And a lot of it falls on Josh Allen. It does. Now, there's some other problems. They can't run the ball with any consistency, although they were not running the ball poorly today. So I don't know if I even necessarily blame that. I had some decent runs at some points during this game, but. That it frustrates me so much because I like Josh Allen so much, and I just the the consistency is not there for them. Also, the other thing I hate from this game: the Dolphins cover zero. We're blitzing you. <laughs> oh my god, is that the worst defensive play in football right now? Go 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 into Madden and pick field goal safe man where it lines up a man on all of their receivers, but then blitzes everyone else like a field goal block. It is the same play. I'm not I'm not kidding. Look, if you want to blitz and go cover zero and be super aggressive, okay. But first off, any serious quarterback wants you to send eight guys at you because they know they're gonna have something. And even if you are gonna send eight guys, okay, could you possibly disguise it? Could you possibly run a stunt? I mean, it's literally like baby's first blitz. It's eight. <laughs> it's eight players in a line running straight at you. Yeah, I, I just, I just think the cover zero with no stunt and no type of do like disguise at all and we're just sending this many players at you and they're going to run straight and it makes it very easy for the offensive line to pick it up too it would be so much more of a challenge if you were trying to trick the offensive line but you're not really and yeah i mean you've got the numbers and i get that's the point and maybe you're kind of just like that's enough for these these cases but the two times i've seen them do it uh, that I, off the top of my head against the bills were both very big plays and obviously didn't work yeah. in this one so I think that, I that think is, you can get so much more, and especially on third and fifteen, they pull this play out when they've already got him. You've got him <laughs> beat. All you have to do is not prevent an explosive, and they're like, "Yeah, we're field goal block, man." <laughs> it was a lot cooler when Xavier Howard was actually an elite corner and not getting burned on those one-on-one situations like he had been all year. And the only, and look, I get it, I get it. You don't, you want to make 
Josh Allen, a pocket passer. You don't want him extending plays, maybe, right? If you rush four, you saw it with the Vikings. They rushed four against a mobile quarterback. There's six gaps. So some so Daniel Jones or, mm-hmm. or Josh Allen or whoever it is can't escape. And, and they didn't want that to happen. And it worked sometimes. They created some chaos. You know, he he took maybe the bait, which was the deep shot, and missed those deep throws, like you were saying, Matt, earlier when he when he missed those those long balls. So he and like as they kind of went on in the game, they kind of dialed it back when it came to like their blitzes and only used it at um you know, a, a small handful of times in the second half. And maybe that confused him a little bit, that kind of change of pace. So, but I agree, man, it's just tough to, to send they, it, they put, they got put in a hole early because they ran cover zero without the personnel to really deal with it. And they're lucky that uh, Khalil Shakir dropped a deep ball that when he got behind uh Kadar Kohu, I think is, is how you pronounce his name. And that looked like a catch and, and ended up not being one. So it was it was a big part of the reason they were in that 17 to zero hole. So I, I definitely think that when you look at the way that their corners have played all year and how Xavier Howard has held up all year, it's 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 a bit tough to justify running it that much when it, it didn't really work. I mean, I get the vision and there's no great way to play Josh Allen. There's no like, Oh, just do this. This is his huge weakness. He doesn't really, you know, he's capable of beating anything and he had some crazy throws today, but you know, the, in the playoffs, the style of play that's, that's best is the safer one, right? Winner go home. And, and his style recently has just been a little bit too much too turnover prone, to, to really, in my opinion, trust him to go all the way. The Chiefs are my official pick out of the AFC. I think they could very easily get beat by the Bengals next week, which I think we'll talk about. And I don't know if this defense is good enough either. I know one of the touchdowns was a, was a fumble recovery, but I mean, Skylar Thompson threw some balls oh, that oh could have been caught, right? Like he threw some, there was yeah. a shot up the, <clears throat> up the pipe to, that went through Gasicki's hands. And there was some Waddle, was Waddle that maybe he could have come down with. That yeah. was a brutal yeah. drop by Waddle, man. So there could have been even, they're lucky more points didn't could put up by Skylar Thompson. They were blitzing Milano a lot. They were blitzing Tremaine Edmonds a lot. And they don't want to do that. They don't want to live in that world. They want to get pressure with four, but without Von Miller, they don't really have the edge rushers to do that anymore. So they're kind of, playing a game they don't want to play and they've been giving up you know mac jones hit got him for some deep shots in the last one uh skylar thompson got him for some deep shots in this one like is this the pass rush is this the quarterback like are they gonna make mistakes i i don't trust them going forward we talked a lot about the first two games i don't have much to say about this one besides like the bills have a very high ceiling when everything is clicking Right. And we remember last year when when Josh Allen, like they literally didn't punt versus the Patriots and just shredded them like at any time that can happen. But I I just don't know if I trust that. I haven't seen that from the Bills in a long time this season or a really complete team performance where they limit mistakes. And I I just don't think they've looked like a true Super Bowl winner in a in a while now. So it's, it's, it's tough to write them off because they really can't turn oh, yeah, that on not, at any time. And it's like, and I, I'm I, not I, writing love, them I really off. do love Josh Allen so much and he can do that at any time, but he's gotta, he's gotta do it. And him not, not like playing like this and just dumb mistakes and like trying to do too much when you're already getting sacked and fumbling and having it like, come on, man, you know, this is, this isn't your first rodeo. This is game 17 or 18 or whatever for you. You got to right. be a little tighter than this. You got to be a little bit more with it. 
Yeah. So I agree. I agree. And, and I know some Bills fans will say like, oh, none of the picks are his fault, but like that for, and I know Romo said that it was John Brown's fault. That first pick, I don't think it was, he was running a bender towards the sideline. That pass was like very far inside. I don't think that that was a, I think that was a bad, I think Romo was wrong. I think that was a bad throw by Josh Allen and the pick to Beasley. I thought was a, a tick late. I thought it was a tick late. Um, Maybe. I still think Beasley made a bad play on the ball. Yeah, Beasley could have hit him in the chest. He should have come down with it. But it was a tick late. I thought the fumble was like, you know, you're hot. Maybe maybe Singletary should have chipped the guy. But, you know, you know you've got that blitz. You know you've got your hot. And you either got to slide away from it. You got to slide away from it and, and hit digs on that hitch. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not going to slide away from it, you got to replace it pretty instantly and get it to that running back where where that blitz is coming from. But instead, what he does is he at first he looks the other way and, and reads it out, and then he tries to like read the entire field and flip to the backside. It's right. like you don't have time to do that, dude. You got to you can either slide away from the blitz and hit the and hit the hitch, or you can just throw it right into the blitz over it and and hit Singletary. You can't try to do both. So it, yeah. I definitely felt like he made he made plenty of mistakes, and I know you know somewhere maybe it's it's rare that a play is 100% like maybe someone else could have done something and it wouldn't have happened but Josh definitely has his share of blame for for why this game was so close he was playing he was playing hero ball and yeah. uh wasn't always the hero so yeah <laughs> sometimes he was the villain man sometimes he was sometimes he was i'd also like to say that some of Skylar Thompson's throwaways looked like live grenades, man. I don't know what it is. He had some of the funniest, like, batted passes or thrown away balls like I've ever seen, man. Matt's the one to Milano, the one out, to Milano where the his craziest knee. metaphors, his baby's I'm first t- blitz and live that's, grenade throwaways. That's what they look like, man. There is one there. Yeah, I know exactly. There's two that come to mind. One where Milano, I think, sacked him and his knee tapped the ground and he was like hitting a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hook shot as he was <laughs> yeah, hitting the ground. And and there was one other early in the game where I think Romo gave him credit for not taking the sack and he just kind of like was falling backwards and he was like, yeah, he, he threw it up and it almost got picked, but at least he didn't take the sack and then he just got engulfed <laughs> on the next play. So yeah, I don't know. The bills, the bills can turn it on at any point. They're capable of some crazy master classes, but to me, they're, they were my pick to win the Super Bowl before. And I think like this was a good reason why you could, there's, there are real reasons to be nervous about them. And I think any Bills yeah. fan would agree. I, I, I follow a couple of Bills fans on Twitter and they were all like, that was, that was bad guy. <laughs> like, I don't know, guys. So yeah. I think most Bills uh, fans can, they, can can rationalize why people think that. But they were on a 10 game win streak coming into this in into the playoffs. And I was looking, I was like, it doesn't feel like it. or maybe it was an eight game win streak. But I'm like, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like they've they haven't really felt like dominant through this stretch. Unlike I'm tr- like the Jags who are who were on a five game win streak, and you're like, yeah, bro. They, I mean, they've they've kind of. I don't know about that, dude. They barely. Beat I just the think Titans. the standards. Are I guess that. I guess build. that's fair. Maybe that's maybe that's fair. Like it's the Bengals, still, I would the Jag- say the Bengals are on, a, or the 49ers who are playing really hot yeah. right now. They don't quite feel like they're playing. It, it, it feels like it's the, been a while. The, since the Bills' win like streak didn't feel as exciting as some of the as like like. Uh, the Jags had an exciting win streak. The Niners had an ex- like super dominant stretch. Bengals have been pretty dominant except for like, you know, their games against, but the Ravens always play them tough. Right. So that's, 
that's different. But like, yeah, the Bills just haven't, they haven't quite felt like contenders all year. For ex- yeah, I think they felt like contenders, but they haven't maybe felt like champions. I would say that. I, okay. I, that's how I yeah. would put it. But yeah, I, I get what you're maybe. saying, though, where it, it it just, you watch this team and you just want a little bit more from them with with how high yeah. their ceiling is. But yeah, even though they've, they've won got 11, all the success. They've won like and, 9, 10, 11 straight, whatever. Right, but, right, right. Yeah. Right. But we should we should move, move on, on to, to the to the game of the game of the year between Daniel Jones and Kirk Cousins. The, the negative point and they both balled out. They both balled out actually. And I know Kirk <laughs> that last throw stunk why like he that was bad, dude. He has no it's ability to extend a play. You know, he's got to settle for decision, a covered, awful throw. A covered, <laughs> yeah, that was really bad. But overall he played a good game and uh man, the Giants like I'm so impressed with every aspect of the Giants. And I feel like this is kind of what is, you know, I, I made my post-game review and and a lot of people, like the wide receivers and the line, like just like I think the stat that I saw was Daniel Jones was under pressure only 16% of plays. And that's what it felt like. It felt like it was a clean pocket and guys were wide open and he was putting it right on the money. And when they weren't, he was extending plays. Like I feel like outside of the Slayton drop and that was a big ass drop, dude, I I get like that. That was really bad. But outside of that, I felt like Hodgins and, and James and Saquon and the line and Jones incredible game. I, and Hodgins has been good. Like I've, I watched a bunch of Daniel Jones for my video and like Hodgins over and over and over again impresses me. So I, that's my, kind of my thing when, when I talk about Jones and J- now I'm getting Jones and branded as a Daniel Jones hater. Cause I think I, I think Kyler Murray is better than him. So, so am I. I'm, like, I, I, I'm like, yeah, he's been overrated. But he's been really good. He's now. been, re- but, but he's yeah. not overrated now. I don't think, I think he's like pr- properly rated by most or maybe underrated by a lot now but overrated by some giants fans who like swear up and down that he's like super elite right now but the guy balled out today the guy really did ball out today yeah, he, he was, had a good game there is really nothing i can say where he 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 made something he did something bad or anything wrong but but it's true for everyone on the giants and that's what makes dable so good is like people oh D- daniel jones he has no help right he has nothing for going for him but it's like when I watch the Giants, like the, these wide receivers, they may not be super talented, but they're open. These, the scheme gets them open. All and you the saw time. that day. They're open all damn day. And the, like Hodgins made an incredible catch. I think, I can't remember what, if it was James or Slayton uh, in the red zone, like a toe tapping thing with his back to the sideline uh, to get to make it like a fourth and short or third and short or something like that. That was a great catch. Um, you know, Saquon had some sick moves, those spin moves, like where you, oh you made God. some guys miss early in the game and the burst and Hodgins like sealing and end man on the line of scrimmage on that play blocking. Like it was like a really good team performance from from Jones and from these wide receivers and from this line. And it was from the and jump from the first drive. Oh, they yeah, looked yeah. like that. They and they like never, that, they dude. didn't miss a beat. Uh, yeah, everyone played elite. And that's one, like, the, the Vikings defense is not very good. It's not very good. <laughs> everyone on that defense is like 30 years old and they're slow. And it's Kendricks and it's Peterson and it's Zadarius. It's a very old and it's Harrison Smith. It's Den- a very Daniel old. Daniel Hunter team. is still good, though. Daniel Hunter is still good. Let he's Daniel still Hunter good, go. but yeah, you're right. But it's a lot of old players and we're in week 19 of the season, right? So it's, they're not playing their best <laughs> right. ball, but. It's 
but it's still impressive. It was still a very impressive game yeah. from the from the Giants offense and from Dexter Lawrence, who is like if Aaron Donald really does retire, like he put in his bio for eight minutes today, like Dexter Lawrence is going to get in that conversation. Like, obviously, I think it's still Chris Jones, but Dexter Lawrence is is class, man. That guy's been absolutely dominant all day. He was throwing. I know Viking fans are excited because they were getting Bradbury back. And they were talking about that early in the broadcast. They were like, you know, the Vikings think they can handle Dexter Jones better this time because they've got Bradbury healthy. And like, as they were saying that, <laughs> Lawrence like threw <laughs> Bradbury out of the way and made a tackle. Like, and Adoree Jackson played great and they bracketed Jefferson. And it was, it was just a, it wasn't a perfect like thing. Like, I was a little bit disappointed because there was no, there was a lot of holding, I guess, on, on, or uncalled, I think, maybe some holding in the trenches on Thibodeau. But I was, I was kind of hoping for a bit more yeah. for, by, from some of those defensive linemen not named Dexter Lawrence with, with the banged up offensive line. Um, and yes, they like bracketed Jefferson every time, but there were some big plays from Thielen and, and Hawkinson and, and whatnot. So, and, and Cousins was cooking for most of that game. Like he was, he was really playing well for most of that game, despite the pressure. Uh, yeah. So you know, there's, there's definitely still some and, and holes Kay- in that. Kavon, didn't pop out on on the box sheet, and I know he was getting. You mentioned he was getting held a decent amount, and bro, Giants fans were so mad about it. But like, bro, he was getting after it. Like he. W- he was fighting through it. I like. I got to give him a lot of credit. He looked he really good. Like, he, had this he plays w- with a lot of effort. I think he's going to be a very good player. But I don't know. He yeah, is. maybe some of the like Jalen. They, they still smart start like uh, Jalen Smith, the the old linebacker who got cut by the Cowboys and the Packers. Yeah, and like yeah. on that touchdown that was mesh, he just like lost his mind and he abandoned his hook zone and like double covered someone, even though there was like very clearly a guy in that zone to cover that, that crossing route. And then they just hit, right. it was KJ Osborne, like directly behind him. You know, there's, there's, they're, their linebackers are still bad. And like, there, who is the guy? There was a fake smoke concept and, and one of their corners totally just flew up field and Hawkinson was just wide the hell open on, on that play. So the defense still like I, and even the offense, this was a great game. But like, if if they run into a team where they can get in a bear front, there's five down linemen. You get one on ones across the board with some of these interior linemen, and you play man coverage on these receivers. Like, do they right. have the talent to beat a team who can just line up and and beat you like that? Like, I don't know with this Giants team, but it doesn't matter. They were never like on paper. The fact that they're in the second round of the playoffs is crazy. They're so right. ahead of schedule. I thought this was going to be a total like evaluate the roster and next year Dayball starts to cook. And now they're a game mm-hmm. away from the NFC championship game. Uh, against a team right. that the the backups just played pretty well against in week 17 like I, I i'm done writing this team off completely and and the eagles aren't really that team that is gonna you know play five downs and and they, they want jonathan gannon wants to get pressure with four and play zone coverage too a, a good bit so yeah i i think i give them a chance i'm done downing them but uh this was a really good performance from everybody on the offense and most players especially dexter lawrence and adory jackson on the defense and uh yeah, as far as the Vikings go, um, it's tough to see like how they get better from here. Like, how do you beat thirteen and four when they were kind of so fortunate the, with everything this year? Yeah, it's it's a little bit tough to see the path. Maybe they fired Donatell, who is just kind of kind of uninspiring and bland with the def- the, the defense, and 
hasn't really adjusted out of that too high shell or blitzed like Staley has or anything like that. So maybe they, maybe they make a change at the defensive coordinator, but I don't know. It's tough to see. I think, I think next year, you know, maybe they don't finish as the three seed or, or, or win the division or who knows, but they got to get that point differential up. They really do. Like you, you just want to see them really beat some teams. And even if it means the record is it as good, I think, I think that's what you're looking for next year is like infuse some youth maybe into that defense and uh, like actually start to really beat some good teams. Even if the record isn't as good, that's, that's what they got to start. They need, they need to sharpen up that interior offensive line. Yeah. It's so bad. They can't run the ball for shit. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, i question any roster construction paying you know kirk cousins as much as he's getting paid to be the level of player that he is i'm sorry i know that's the easy out but i think it's true that's a very tall task it's hard to pay anybody in paying kirk who is fine who had a solid game today but who is right. not creating offense the money you're paying him and there's no way to get out of it right so, I mean, as far as what they're going to do, obviously they just kind of have to go through it. And I don't think it's so bad. You're like, okay, well, we, feels we like give up. We're not going to approaching try, Approaching a rebuild not. is the thing. Because it's like eventually, like Harrison Smith, like maybe this is Harrison Smith. Like I think Dalvin Cook is going to be gone next year. That's for sure. And that's not mm-hmm. the world's biggest loss. But but like how much longer is Thielen or, or Harrison or, or Kendricks right. or – these right. guys, like, it's it like just kind of been... feels like they're like, how open is this Super Bowl window? Like, they, it feels like because th- they were bad last year. Now they they're thirteen and four in the three seed. It feels like they should be on the up and up, but it it, it just doesn't feel like this window is like wide open. And it feels like they could be. They feel kind of sensey. Oh, yeah, it's it's a strange. It's like, spot how long have these guys be been the core players on the team? You know, they've been right. doing this forever. And that's the problem with the Saints, right? Is like we I expected them to be one of the best defenses in the league, but then all of a sudden it's like, well, now all like really quickly, uh Cameron Jordan looks old. He looks old. And yeah. Tyron Matthew is is your core player and Demario Davis, who had a great year. But it's it's just it's just kind of an old yeah. you build build it on old players and it's like any one of them very quickly can can it go shows. and you find yourself like at the bottom left-hand corner of that pass rush win rate chart, like Cameron Jordan this year <laughs> or something like that. It, yeah. it just can go very quickly. So I'm very interested to see what they do this off season. And I haven't thought um, in maybe enough detail, like it just in the, in the hours after they've lost about what exactly I think they should do, right. but it's, it'll, it's, they're out. It, it feels too soon for this team to be at this crossroads, but it, it feels like they kind of are. So, well, I mean, it, you think like a lot of teams go into the off season and think, man, if you know, you know, we pull together some of these like tough losses that we had, like the Lions last year, right? It's like, oh, you know, a lot of their losses were one possession games. If they, you know, you pull those together, you know, you're looking like a pretty good football team. Well, the Vikings are, are kind of on the other end of the spectrum, which is really <laughs> rare, where it's like, man, uh, we got, <laughs> we had a lot of one possession games go our way. The odds that that happened again is like zero. They, they have to make major like, yeah, they improvements. Got all the yeah. They lost in the wild card to the seven seed. Right. And a, and a seven seed that was like wildly not, regardless yeah. is like not that talented too. It, it just feels like they have to get way better to even, um, 
maintain their success. And it's hard to imagine them getting way better when so many of their core players are old. That's just kind of where it's at. So yes, that's a good way gotta, to sum it up. It's yeah. So maybe they, maybe they sell some guys, maybe they, maybe they tra- make some trades and let some of these older players, it's tough to say go ring hunting. Cause hypothetically they could <laughs> win a ring on the Vikings, but like maybe, maybe they, they sell a little bit. I'm, I'm almost, I'm, I'm very, very, dubious that that at least dalvin cook doesn't come back next year but we'll see beyond yeah. that uh what it looks like but anyway we got one more game to talk about yeah. this is a, well, I, a I, long one i i do want to i do want to point out one thing bro with dable yes, go for it just how key the we t- when we were talking about player development earlier this is th- his work today is is the showcase of player development and it's what and i think it's what the chargers are missing Dable is getting the absolute most out of receivers that you didn't know the name of in the off season. Right. Right. They're not, they cut. they're not, they're, ask, they're, all of these guys right, got not, cut from they're their not asking teams, Isaiah. They're not the asking Isaiah Hodgins. They're not running screen passes to Isaiah Hodgins. They're saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to line up and we're just going to run a simple route concept that we know is going to get these guys open. All right, we're going to run some pick plays. We're going to rub. We're going to do some rub routes. We're going to access zones. Crossing routes. Gonna, they they kill crossing them with the routes. crossing it's, routes all day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're just going to run these simple route concepts that we know work. And when we need to, and when we're like, okay, pressure's coming. Let's just get something off quick. Guess who they're going to? Saquon. Right. Or they're, or they're going to boot out with Daniel Jones. Right. Because they have the athletes there and they're like, that's how we're going to play ball. They're utilize like they're utilizing the best assets on their team, to, or they're getting the best out of the assets that they have. And there was a stretch. One more thing about Dable: there was a stretch earlier this year where they were a power running team versus the Texans. They ran it thirty five times with Saquon. The weeks prior, twenty, twenty four, twenty two. Right there was a thirty one carry performance versus the Bears. Versus the Vikings today, it was nine. They don't just have one identity. They don't yeah. just, they, it's not like they're, they're the Titans where it's, we're going to pound it with Derrick Henry no matter what. That is our whole thing. Right. They can access that though, but they can also be a team where they, they spread out and it's gun running and it's, you know, we're only going to run it nine times and it's going to be all these crossing routes. They, they can really, they do a really good job tailoring the game plan. It's not just yes. one thing and we're going to do it no matter what. It's what is this defense call for to beat it? And we're going to do it. And that's, that is the mark. And Kafka, that's the reason why he's getting pl- like play calling or, or head coaching offers or interviews right now. Their wide receiver coach is a former offensive coordinator for the Eagles. And, and Dable is obviously like, uh, been everywhere. And it's, they've just brought right. together kind of this all-star team. It feels like, <laughs> and they're just, they're, they're, they're. They're doing more than cooking. They're they're this is the bear culinary. This, no, thank this you, is a, this you, is a master class thank of like you, offensive play calling. Listen, if, if your offense sucks, no more excuses for like, oh, we just don't have receivers. Like the Titans, oh, we don't have any receivers. Bro, shut up and call better plays. Like, I don't know <laughs> what to tell you. Plays, like, huh? call better plays, dog. That's all I can tell you. But yeah, one one more game. Ravens Bengals it just ended right before we hopped on to record this and it came down to the wire common AFC North football W like literally AFC North football is just it's unmatched man taunting calls got a got some big hits yeah 
That's an AFC you, North you, playoff. You gotta game. love it. You gotta love AFC North playoff football. Um, yeah, I mean, you already talked about how Joe Burrow had just kind of a standard. It was yeah, like, like good. Know, intermediate, intermediate, you know, whatever football. <laughs> we, do we talk about the the Dobbins, <laughs> the Dobbins quote that just dropped? Yeah, yeah. Dobbins was dropped. mad. He felt that they should have leaned on him, and and you know they felt he felt like he held him. They held him back this year with with coming back from injury, and then he said with Lamar we would have won this game. And maybe those things are true with Lamar. Maybe they would have won this game. And maybe they, they uh, like, maybe they should involve him a little bit more in the offense. But I thought Tyler Huntley, I thought Tyler Huntley played a good game. I, I really do. I, th- I think that he created, there was obviously the, the botched snap that he picked up and recovered and made something happen. And I thought there were a couple second reaction plays where he scrambled and found someone down the field or scrambled and, and picked up a big gain. Like I, I thought he played a pretty this was no by no means an incompetent quarterback performance like they got from Anthony Browner in the in the last game in the last week of the regular season and um, you know they they played a, a physical brand of football there was that seventeen play like seventy yard ten minute drive and you know they were able to to move the ball on the ground a little bit and uh, yeah they did everything they they should they forced a fumble they had these long drives it just came down to that ninety nine yard. Uh, yeah, you, know, you just you just yeah, can't just have that. I'm afraid the, have, the Bengals are the team of destiny. I mean, you yeah, you can. I, I, I don't. I like the. I like the strategy. You know, control the clock as much as humanly possible. You know, you can run the ball well and just limit possessions and hope that the breaks end up favoring you towards the end. And uh, they did not. They did not favor you towards the end by about an inch. I don't. Do you guys think that this is a worrying performance for the Bengals? Like, are you are you concerned about them more than you the were before Ravens the game? The Ravens always play the Bengals tough. That's what I the, think too. They, I, I mean, they they always do. But the line that the line, is bro, the, the line is cooked. It's They're in so big trouble. Bad. I mean, what yeah. they have like? I mean, do they have a I have single three guys down? Three guys. I was reading Kappa. it earlier. The offensive line is down to like Williams <laughs> went down today, and it looked pretty bad. Williams, yeah, yep. Jackson Carmen uh, is like the. Well, they almost pulled it off last year. Oh, this is what I'll say: they almost pulled it off last year with and Burrow's better this year, line. and you can tell. Like the offensive mm-hmm. line was getting shredded in this game, like shredded. Like you could just watch it yeah. happen. Guys were losing instantly, but Burrow was getting rid of the ball quickly. Last year he wasn't doing that, and that's why he got sacked a billion, approximately one billion <laughs> times in the playoffs game. last year. The nine sack game and whatnot. Like he he is visibly better, and he got him to the Super Bowl last year. And like I don't know if there's a tougher defense in the in the like since getting. Since getting Roquan Smith, like the Ravens defense has probably been the best in the AFC of everyone left, I would say. Yeah, and they that, know the Bengals, they the, always play them tough. So I that's kind of I think the bright side is they got past maybe this kind of a trap game against a defense that always plays them tough, that is so multiple and and you know forces you to Hold on the football and decipher some things on the on the back end, and you know they were shredding yeah. the offensive line, and they were still able to beat it. So they only got the ball eight times, you know. Like yeah, they, they, that's they, the other they, thing. They hardly had the ball in this game. Yeah. It was a very ridiculous game. So I I, th- I think it's a combination of very tough defense, offensive line banged up. You didn't get the ball a ton. I'm I'm 
not super worried about them. But also you've seen the Bills not look good. And I guess the Chiefs right. haven't played yet. So it's, you know, how if, I, if I'm, I can't be worried about every team in the AFC. Someone has to win. <laughs> right. right. Someone someone has to come out. I, I'm definitely um, concerned about yeah, this line the, versus... Ver, I'm definitely concerned about this. If they make it out of the AFC and they go mm-hmm. up against Bosa, yep. like, yep. It's, I'm, I'm concerned about, about them winning, winning that. But I don't, I don't think anyone in the AFC has that kind of pass rush right now. So right. I think they can... When it comes to making it out of the AFC, I picked the Chiefs to beat them finally in the in the AFC Championship game, and I had a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, and I feel all right about that. But so I I guess I don't feel like oh man they're they're definitely going to lose to the they almost lost to to Tyler Huntley they're definitely going to lose to the Bills. I don't quite feel that way after this game, and I I think that's maybe my main takeaway. Um, I don't have too too much to say about yeah. this one. We're getting we're getting kind of down. Uh, running out of time here so this woman uh, yeah i don't know it's rough yeah. though the, the, <laughs> it's a rough line the, the official it's really rough the official Bengals offensive line is jackson carmen le- left to right jackson carmen cordell volson ted karras max sharping and hakeem adenogy that God is speed, really bro <laughs> that is really rough. Okay, but they, yes, started, they, they started Isaiah Prince last year and they made the Super Bowl. It will be okay. <laughs> it will be okay. Trust. Yeah, but you're right. They don't, they don't they're not the Buffalo's not going to get after them the way the the Ravens did tonight. The Chiefs aren't going to get after them the way the Ravens did tonight. Well, the only the only team I could think that, maybe. I think Jacksonville <laughs> could. I think Jacksonville could. I think all I three of them hypothetically could. I I definitely I mean, think all sure. three of them could. This offensive line's bad enough that like, yeah, I mean anyone's probably getting through but i don't think they're those teams are holding the bengals to zero offense uh, explosive plays that's kind of where i I think the 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 ravens are the toughest matchup in terms of the explosive plays down the sideline uh just because of you know they they really try to funnel burrow into the seams and try to you know maybe take advantage of that lack of arm strength as he tries to fire it up the seams and i i just don't think there's just not a lot of teams in the league that play like the Bengals do. You know, there was a big play late in the game where Odafe away made a good play in coverage, like where he had to throw it over Odafe and and he missed Chase High. And they just run all this weird shit. And it always seems to give yeah. the Bengals troubles in a way that the Chiefs just don't. And the we'll see about the Bills because we haven't really seen prime Bengals versus prime Bills very much because of the, the Hamlin situation. So, right. yeah, I... I, I have mixed feelings about it. I definitely do think, like, could Chris Jones annihilate them? Yes. Yes, he could. Could that ruin the whole game? Yes, yeah. it could. It really could. And and could could Ed Oliver do the same thing or, or something like that? Like, maybe. But it... I, I, I'm not... I don't feel too... Even with how bad the line is, I don't feel too differently about the Bengals. And that speaks very, very highly of Burrow because he's... yeah. He's just that good these days. He is just he is just that good right now. So we talk about any yeah. other quarterback would have shredded Buffalo today. Burrow is putting them in a chokehold. Burrow would have won that game today. That is that is absolutely. Hand, I don't care if it could have been handedly. you. And, could have been you and me on that line. I think uh, <laughs> I think Burrow could have beat the Bills the way the Bills played today. So yeah, right, right. So yeah. Uh, so far, the script, the uh, playoffs have gone exactly according to script. We'll see if the Cowboys can, uh, Cowboys can get their work done. But yeah, we'll recap that on Tuesday's live. Make sure you tune in on YouTube. 
But thank you all so much for tuning in today. As always, tons and tons of content coming away on all platforms. And as always, from Corn Boy, Bird Boy, and Lemon Boy, hope you all had a wonderful wild card weekend, and we will catch you all on the flippity flop. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.